It is Thursday, September 3rd. Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberg. Look, we see we got we got more boxes tonight. We got the great Frank Shannon joining us here hey. in, the, in the studio, in the house. This is this is awesome, Frank. I mean, we we all go back a, a minute or two, but this is awesome to have you on the show. Uh, I'm I'm glad to be on. I was I was thrilled when I got your text and I'm, I'm ready to talk sports, you know. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm throwing like we're talking right before we jump on the air. I'm throwing sliders and curveballs at you. I'm like, let's talk basketball. No, yeah, very little basketball of, of any on the on the <laughs> itinerary. We had a, I, had to, I had to make some tweaks to the to the to the itinerary tonight. <laughs> That's fine. I'm flexible. Let's do it. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, we've all filed our fair share of incident reports when we were working in college. So you know, it's the same thing. That's right. Um, all right. Yeah. So we had a great show for everyone. Also, so Frank, you know, I'm gonna so. Back it up. So just to kind of paint a picture for everyone. So the three of us all work together. Summer jobs back in our college high school days um, at the great CFS day camp. And while you were doing that, right, you're working hard to become a dentist. Yep. Which you crushed. I mean, and honestly, God, man, I feel like you've been doing school like for so many years and, and that you got it. It's you finally got the practice. Okay. The gig is up. Oh, dude, this is exciting stuff. Here, 20, 25 straight years of school. That's what it was. 25 from five to 30, 25 straight years. Of Started school. at St. Norbert's, right? Started at Good Samaritan. And then oh, St. Norbert's to Devon Prep to Catholic U, then Villanova, then Penn. So you're almost, you almost like, what's quite a list. I know. Yeah. I was trying to hit the whole big five, but you know, I got, I got two of them. Well, all right, so, so it's that point. Look, we got trust already in the chat getting things going. This is great. So we don't we don't take callers on our show, uh, Frank. So we got we got the chat cooking. So I'll incorporate them in as well. So and for them, they know already being loyal uh, fans to the show. So we always start off our show, and I was telling you this a little bit this morning, with a little something called clickbait cleanup, where we take mm-hmm. uh, tweets and you know headlines, if you will, and we uh, try to find things that maybe a little cleanup. You know, it's there's there. It's like when we, you know, there was a kid from group six saying that he could fly in the winter months. And you're like, ah, I don't know about that. You know, I'm prepared for it. I, I have a tweet that I'm ready to talk about. Do you? All right. I'll say, you want to kick it off for us? Let's do it. I'll kick it off. So today I was eating lunch and I was just going through my typical, you know, sports feed today. And I stumbled upon, you know, a tweet by Vernon Maxwell. I don't know if you saw this, Karen, regarding last night's Oklahoma City Thunder game. Well, apparently okay. the Oklahoma City Thunder fans were giving him, uh, giving him the business. So Vernon Maxwell tweeted out, I'm not sure why I'm getting so much heat from the OKC fans. I think it's a great city. They have a great Walmart, and the VHS section of their blockbuster always has a nice selection. People in Utah would die to have those things. Hashtag be grateful. Oh, man. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, man. Vernon Maxwell had enough of those Oklahoma City fans and clearly he's a huge fan of Utah as well. So. Oh my god. I feel like everyone bags Utah too. Like and yeah. I, I I went there. It's I mean it's a beautiful place but yeah, if you're looking for nightlife, it's it's not, not doesn't pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's funny. So I'll I'll take it from it's funny cuz you brought up the basketball. So you say we're going to get the basketball chatter going tonight and I know Trust will love that in the chat too. Um all right, so we haven't talked about this, Frank, but I, it's a love-hate thing, but I hate the Sixers so much. I yeah. hate them. Like, what's, I don't know what there would be to love as a fan. There's not much. You know what? The NBA bubble's been so fun to watch, except for when the Sixers play. It's, and, and it's funny. To that point, so you're probably thinking, like, why was there no basketball chatter? 
Dude, I'm in a, like since they lost to Boston and Grant, I, I knew they would lose. I mean, I think we, we I mean, Zach, we were talking about that they would get swept, you know, yeah. going into that series. But mm-hmm. there's something about it that just still sours me to the point where I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. Like it's just that that feeling. And you know, and I'll tell you what, when you take a warm shot of vodka, which is the Sixers, the chaser is never good when it's Ty Lue. That's like having, you know, just like hot oh. milk or something. I know. Oh my now they they were just so unenjoyable to watch. I mean, it's amazing how important Be- everyone, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't shoot, he doesn't do this, but he's so important to the team just as a ball handler. You know, they had nobody else to pass the ball or dribble it up the court and set up anybody else when he was out of the game. I mean, nothing against nothing against Howell Neto. But no, well, Howell, right, so- Howell Neto is not is not winning you any playoff games. Well, and, and I'll double down, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Why is he out there? Like, right, that, that these are the questions we must ask. It's like when Brett Brown, if he was actually questioning why he got fired, it's like Exhibit A, right there. Um, but no, so it's funny. Speaking of them, though, th- this is my clickbait. I, I don't know why. It's just it, it to me it almost reminds me of someone just sitting around talking about stories with like an ex. It's like what like what good does that really do for you? And and that to me is the Sixers and this Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid thing, right? Like it doesn't. Like who can, like it, one, it doesn't matter, right? It's over. The past, the past. And then two, it's just like, like honestly, Frank, I'm, I'm done with them be talking. I'm yeah. done with his tweets. And like, right, I feel like everyone says that, but like, no, like people are still buying in. Like, oh man, could you imagine? What does that mean about Ben Simmons? What are they saying something about? It's like, I don't care. You're all idiots. Like, you all didn't win together. And, and let's be honest. Was Jimmy Butler going to stick around with the Sixers to be like the third guy? He wanted to be the man. I mean, yeah, exactly. He wasn't coming back to the Sixers if they offered him the max, if they offered him the ultra max. He wasn't coming back. He wanted to be the guy. And give Miami credit. They've done a nice job surrounding him with just a lot of really good shooters. I mean, the team is constructed really well there. I mean, Pat Riley does a great job. And Spolstra, for everybody, thought ah, he won because he had LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh. He's still a pretty good coach. So I mean, oh. that team's been constructed well, but Embiid, you know, I think I, I have a feeling he might. He's the one that might get traded. If there's a trade out there to have this summer, it's him. That's the one. That's the guy. Elton Brand's going to look. At what? Him. So let's let's dive into that for a second too, because right, we don't get a little basketball chatter in here. I like this. Um, a what? Put a percentage on it, if like a, a loose one, if you had to guess that he would be moved. And two. Why? I guess, like, what's your reason? I, I, I agree with you, but yeah. just to your logic, why? I mean, the percentage isn't high. I mean, it's not like it's a slam dunk. I mean, it may be like a 20, 25% chance, maybe. And the reason why you would move him is because you already have the piece to put in there, which is Al Horford is a five. He's not a four. And the Sixers are, are, are just strapped with the cash. So you have to utilize, because Horford has almost no trade value right now. You can't trade him for anything. No one's taken on that contract. You're getting nothing back for him. So Embiid, whose trade value definitely dropped this year. I mean, but there's there's going to be a team out there that's going to be thinking to themselves, okay, you know, I know the big man is, you know, is kind of getting phased out slightly in the league, but I think we can still build around the big guy. And Embiid is still young. He's still talented. So somebody will offer you something. You just have to judge whether, you know, it's worth it. Brand's going to say to himself originally, though, okay, I got Ty Lue. Let's make this work. Let's try to make this work. But he'll be open, though, to, to a trade, especially if it's one that will definitely help. It, and that broke, I feel like, kind of this afternoon. It's been coming out, and I just didn't feel like loading it up. That's how depressed I am as a Sixers fan. What Make sense of this Ty Lue thing. I'll give you the running thought kind of just to – and I hate – I say this all the time. I hate asking a question and be like, but I'm going to also keep talking and say my thing. But <laughs> real quick, though, the, the thing with the Sixers to me is, right, it's, it's 
well, there's a few layers to it. Like you said, they're strapped for money. So, I mean, that, that says everything. And, and to me, it's like they bring Ty Lue in. I just feel like this, these personalities, they have you either got to move somebody because they're not going to listen to him. Right. Like, right. Like, I think that's a more fair, cause right. Like we talk about, you just mentioned Spolstra, how like people thought he was LeBron's puppet and he's not, but I think Ty Lue was, I think that's why the minute he left, they're like, get out, like get, get out of here. Like, you just have to remember. So Ty Lue was with LeBron and Ben Simmons agent is Rich Paul and that's LeBron's agent. So if you think about it, there's a connection here with bringing him in as the coach. Because if there's anybody that's going to rumors of, you know, rumbles of, oh, man, maybe somebody's unhappy or something, you can't have that. So if you can have Simmons be happy, MD, you know, he kind of goes with the flow sometimes. So you got to keep Simmons happy. That's why I also look at it and go, okay, this is a move for Simmons for the coach. Yeah. Uh, it's Ty Lowe. Yeah, you're right. And by the way, looking at the chat, so we got uh, someone saying, great to see you, Frank. And they told Rita that you're going to be on the, to the show tonight. Look at oh, that. Excellent. Yeah, you got all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'll tell you, so to that point, is that because my biggest thing with Brett Brown was he baby Ben Simmons. And like, not like, I'm not trying to be like that guy, right? Like to be the high school take of it. But right, I think we can all agree he never shot. Right. Like, you got to shoot the ball a little bit. Like, we're not saying this to be a staple to your game. It's like, it's literally going into war and just not bringing a gun. You got like your nunchucks, you got a knife, you got a sword, like, you got all sorts of stuff. But it's like, you need a gun. It's true. And, like, just at least so people think you can pull it out and shoot it. And he doesn't do it. Right, he doesn't. I mean, I mean, and you know, Brett Brown. I mean, his message got stale. I mean, it, it was, it's very obvious. I mean, it wasn't even just Simmons; it was some of the other guys too. I mean, look, look at Josh Richardson's comments at the end of the year. Where he's like, he needed to be more accountable, the coach. I mean, Josh Richardson wasn't even there for a full year, and he's already throwing that stuff out there. But I feel like is all that an undercurrent to Ben Simmons? I feel like the the, the common denominator we keep hearing is, oh, well, Ben Simmons, you know. Or sorry, like they'll say, oh, well, like, right, it's this accountability. But Ben Simmons, for whatever reason, it's, you know, it's not him, right? It's Right. And it's the NBA. I mean, in the NBA, you want to get your superstars. And then once you have them, you have to keep them. It's so hard to work all the way to get a superstar. And they go, you know what? Let's, like, you get two superstars. Let's rebuild and get rid of one of them. Because the second guy is going to be like, wait a second, we're rebuilding? Like, let's say they, you know, oh, my God, why are we trading this guy? Because we already had two of us, you know. So it's you have to try to keep these guys happy. It's hard to keep them happy because what are you going to do? You're going to bench them? You can't bench them. There's no and, threat. And looking at the chat, too, so Trust is saying Heat are going to win in four. Do you believe that? You think they sweep the Bucs? Heat are going to win in four. Now, you know what? The Bucs, the Bucs are a bad – the Heat are a bad matchup for the Bucs because the Heat spread the floor and can defend those wings. I mean, Chris Middleton has to give them something for the Bucs. Like the, the other night when he was on the bench with 5,000, they kept – I'm thinking hey, you got to get Chris Middleton back in the game because the DiVincenzos of the world and the Kyle Corvers of the world and the Pat Connaughton's and they're, they're, they're not going to create their own shot out there. Those are guys that feed off everybody else. And what these, the heat are able to do is they're able to, everybody has the mindset of sucking off a of Giannis and just playing him foul line in and saying, beat us from the outside. But the heat have Bam Adebayo who can do that. Jay Crowder who can guard him. Jimmy Butler occasionally could guard him. I think Milwaukee will get a win in there, but the Heat, I mean, they're, that, that's a bad matchup for Milwaukee. And the same, I feel like, for Boston with Toronto. I feel like Toronto is the type of team, they're so good, but Boston's the type of team that can just do it better, the system-based team. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, and, and the Celtics are playing really well. I mean, if, if you look out there, like Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown and Tate, I mean, if you, the Celtics, big men, they're really not that great. Daniel Tice and, 
and his canter, like they're just okay. Like they're not even they're not even that great. But the way they're playing, even Marcus Smart's playing well. And I am like not the biggest Marcus Smart fan in the world <laughs> at all. But I'll give him credit. He's making some big shots. He's improved as a shooter. So the Celtics are the team to beat in the East. I mean, they they clearly are. That's the team. That's the team nobody wants to see. So, so I, I gotta ask, do you think the Celtics or the Heat have it like what it takes to maybe dethrone the Lakers or the Clippers in the finals if they do come out of the East? I don't think the Heat do. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics might. I mean, the West is going to be favored. I mean, the Clippers have some things they have to get under control. I mean, with them, I don't know if it was this, you know, like the series against Dallas where they just kind of figured they were just going to roll over them and it wasn't going to be any big deal because you know, they have to get – if Kawhi and Paul George click on the same night, they're very difficult. That hasn't happened, like, since they've been in the bubble. Paul George, mm-hmm. he was MIA until, you know, game three. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, there, there's Paul George. And they got to get Beverly back. Playoff P. They got to keep Morris out of the locker room. So, you know, they got to they gotta keep their guys on the court. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, look, look at the NBA real quick, too. The, another, I feel like, headline that just kind of snuck into there today was, right, Steve Nash – going to the Nets as the head coach. And I feel like this kind of jives with your thought of like keeping your superstars happy, but right. Is it the same, same idea keeping Kyrie and keeping uh, KD happy? It is. I mean, Jacques Vaughn did a good job. I, I'm really surprised they didn't keep him to be honest with you, especially since he, he played in the NBA. I mean, I really thought they were going to keep him and at least give him a shot. Like Steve Nash has what, what coaching experience does Steve Nash have now for the NBA? It's not as big as like, okay, Steve Nash is the new coach of Temple. Like, he's got to start, you know, recruiting and running offensive. You know, he's got to run an offense and stuff like that. Like, that's a little different. In the NBA, you know, he knows the game. But when it comes down to it, you still have to coach these guys up. And he doesn't – it's always – you have to have a, a little coaching experience. He isn't as an assistant for a couple of years. So, a little surprising. This kind of reminds me of the uh, Jason Kidd. It's like Jason Kidd 2.0. That's exactly what right? I was thinking, yeah. yeah. That's why when I heard Jason Kidd with the Sixers, I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Ty Lue over Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah, over. I would too. I mean, unless I want a, an extra timeout and he'll throw some ice on the court or something. That's the only time <laughs> I want Jason Kidd coaching my team. By the way, Frank, you fired up tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm fired up. I, I'm just kind of peeking my, keeps keeping my, uh, peeking my head over. I can't, I'm like Porky the Pig. Zach can attest, like when we're when these games and the Marlins are <laughs> yeah. on or the Flyers are on in the background, <laughs> I'm like that. Start talking a little faster. Are, when the morons are, you're getting all Sixto Sanchez up over there and you're all jacked up about him. He looks good. He, he looks good hard. there. <laughs> and he does. That changeup's no joke either. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, but Zach, I'll tell you, this is, wow, this is like one of our longest clickbait cleanups ever. <laughs> oh, no, it's um, good. It turned into yeah. a great basketball segment. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, what do you got, though? Yeah, so I'm a little – I'm going to change pace a little bit and go to the, uh, the football arena here. So how many times have we seen Josh Gordon – uh, is being re-signed or being brought back in the league and, uh, and all that. So as much as, you know, I feel for the guy with all, like, the mental issues and all that type of stuff he went through, um, I mean, Seahawks are re-signing him again. Obviously, he still needs to get reinstated at first. It would be for a one-year deal. Um, yeah, I'm just not just not buying it. I mean, we've seen this five, six, seven times before, it feels like. So I don't know really what to make of it. I don't think it's news, the big name, but nothing. It's like someone's been married nine times. Right. Right, right, exactly. Why is this one going to be the? Why is this one the one? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, it's it's a shame, but it is. And, and you're going to hear the same thing with Antonio Brown too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same thing with him. It's going to be who's he working out for? Right. What quarterback's going to vouch for him? 
You know, you're gonna you're gonna hear that. Des Bryant, right? Exactly, Des Bryant, Justin yeah, Blackman, Bryant. Justin Blackman's still out there. Oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still getting DUIs. Like same thing. Terrell Owens is doing sit ups in his uh, his driveway right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad Ochocinco wants to come back. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's uh. We'll see, but yeah, it's just nothing. I don't think. I think it's clickbait. Yeah, and trust is a good point, right? Like, th- how many times has that guy been suspended? I mean, come on, like, yeah, it, it's. Yeah. I'm surprised teams keep bringing him back. I mean, I know he, you know, he has. Well, he had. I don't know what he has now. He had that type of playmaking talent. Is he but... that good? That it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to take another flyer on him for the hundredth time. Like, right? Because like, what did he do in New England that was so spectacular when he came back? It's not like he like. Blew it up and was like unbelievable out there. I was like, oh man, just give him another chance. He was he was very average there. Yeah. How old how old is he at this point? He's twenty nine now. Mm. So like, how many more years does he have? I mean, great, he's not been taking hits last few years, but still. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, 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 in some ways, I guess. <laughs> but, but let's think about it. If Alden Smith gets another chance. There's always a chance for Josh Gordon. To yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, where's <laughs> Dallas? Come on. Like, this is your opportunity right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Bruce at 36. Yeah, Seattle's also – it's like the land of second chances, I feel like. It really is. It's like, oh, problems? Look over here. We'll make it work. And it seems to, ha- it seems to work out most of the time. Yeah, you don't like your contract? No problem. It's all good. Jaden yeah, Clowney, right, Percy Harvin, like all those guys. It's like they always go there and it just kind of works out a little bit. Nope. It doesn't not not work out. Let's put it that way. Um, all right, but so let's jump into a little football. You know, so it's funny. So we all share in our uh, same fantasy league. It's exciting. Our drafts this weekend. It's, yeah, it's uh, Sunday. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, it should uh, it should be good. Fourteen teams. That's gonna be a little tricky. Um, but I'll tell you, let's jump into a little football chatter. Then uh, you know, get the gridiron a little bit. Um, so Zach, I know you feel some type of way about this. Uh, we've been texting kind of from the jump. Uh, the Jags saw, or geez, I'm losing it. The Jags cut Leonard Fournette this week, obviously, yeah. and, and Tampa Bay signs him yesterday. So uh, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me. It just screams, you know, it's, it's the same thing as like LeBron going to Miami. Now all of a sudden, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, and it's like everyone's flocking there, or wherever LeBron goes, they follow him. Like everyone's following Brady now. It's just kind of it's the same old song and dance to me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, someone could have should have offered a better deal than a year three and a half million for Leonard Fournette, in my opinion. But to me, like if he's willing to take that low, I mean, maybe I think Leonard Fournette's better than what he is. I, I don't know. I'll let you guys bring that one up. But it just, I think he could have gone somewhere else for a better deal. But it's just one of those things where he's probably just going there to flock to like the cool kids team. And it's just kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think he still has something left. I mean, it's not like he was bad with Jacksonville. No. I mean, he yeah, he may not have been worth where he was picked. Mm-hmm. But in a two running back system – you know, they're going to let Ronald Jones, you know, get the majority of the carries. Like he, he's going to be running the ball. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, yeah, Fournette, for all the fantasy people, will probably be the guy scoring the touchdown. I know. This is like a general chat right now. Yeah, it's general. Probably the guy scoring inside the five. So. Yeah. It's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith right here with us in the league, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm so you know, honored for now. I don't know if I'd take him in the draft. Yeah, I don't think so. He's I'm not, not, I'm not going near him. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and trust is a good point. So there's, they already have, like, four running backs, it seems like. And that's why, that's actually kind of one of our segments in fantasy, talking about some of those uh, running back by committee situations. Uh, yeah, they have McCoy, yeah. too, now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They legit have – and they have Peyton Barber, I believe, right? I think so. I think, I think he's still he's there. pulled back, actually. Yeah. And so, I mean, they got – yeah, they got, like, four. And it's funny because I saw a tweet – uh, by Tim McManus today, and I thought this was pretty spot on. He's and and I agree because I, like he said in his tweet, I I could be wearing this saying this, but 
this has like some dream team vibes to it with the Eagles a little bit with like Nomni and Vince Young and right. Like, I mean, Grant, it's a little, a little bit different, uh, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I know what he means with that flavor, that taste, right. Where it's like, you're just getting a bunch of guys in the off season and does it work? And Zach, I'll almost not to pick on you as a giants fan, but look at that second year in McAdoo, right. Grant, I mean, he wasn't a great coach, but like all those free agent guys that started to just kind yeah. of fall apart. So it's like, is it built to last? And they didn't even want to play off game with that. Not to be like that guy. We're just trying yeah. to point out what no, yeah. we're, no, you know, what not the, the past has said. Yeah. I know from experience, <laughs> but my biggest question is what have they done on defense? I mean, yeah, they have Shaq Barrett, obviously, but can he put up 19 and a half sacks again? It's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. So they didn't really upgrade much on their defense in the off season, which is to me is going to be there. What's going to really hold them back. In my opinion. And, and, and that division is going to be better this year too. That's yeah. Atlanta, right. Atlanta, people sleep on Atlanta. Atlanta's there's, there's no way they're going to be that bad this year. And even Carolina, mm. you know, with this, the Matt rule effect. See, I'm so torn on that. They're you over under, get, you know, they're going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah. You they are. Play them week one, then week 10 and 11. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Of course. And when does, and when do all these division games start happening? They'll start playing these teams at the end of the year. Yeah. And then you'll get Carolina with a bunch of young, hungry guys out there in week 14, 15, 16, who are still playing hard in Tampa and New Orleans is like, ah, this will be a bye. So this is a win right here. And then all of a sudden you'll be like Carolina sneaks one out. It's inevitable. It's coming. Right. And, and, and Bruce 36 has a great point in the chat. I mean, Cleveland's another team like that. When you, you, you go out, you get a bunch of guys. Remember everyone was crying them as champs. People said they could run the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Yep. I mean, good God. That was, I mean, I thought they were gonna make the playoffs, but I was wrong. <laughs> Um, but all right, so it's funny. Speaking of teams that you know flash a little bit, but not so much lately, a little quarterback battled uh, in Chicago. You guys, Nick Foles, your boy uh, Frank from the from the Birds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me. So here's I got a few things. So let me just pull up. I guess what they're reporting out of Bears camp. So Matt Nagy said that he won't announce a starting QB until right before the opener. Right. And and I get it. Right. Everyone's like, see, like the. The common fan or like the 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 common person would just look at that and be like, see, it's smart. He's not tipping his hand. Mm-hmm. I'm under the impression. I'm like, if you, what, what is this, high school? I mean, like, if you have a quarterback that's good that won the job, like, he's just just say it. Right. I, it makes sense. So, two-part question. One, am I, like, right or, like, am I off on that? And two, do you favor the guy? Let's just say it is 50-50. Do you favor the guy who you traded for that you're paying a lot more money but then, or are you taking the guy who you drafted and you got to wear the fact that you didn't take Patrick Mahomes, you didn't take Deshaun Watson, you traded up to get the first guy and you got it wrong. Like, do you really want to admit that that was like the wrong pick or you want to at least show that that guy wasn't horrible? Like, right. Like, so just, sorry, I kind of threw all that out there. Just make sense of it for me. I mean, I think the bears, they're at the point now where there's no, they don't have to play for this. Game. I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's go. I thought, the Marlins, I thought the Marlins scored. Sorry, we're off tonight. <laughs> oh, let's, same let's reaction, Frank. It's the same oh, reaction. Oh, I'm sure it's the same reaction. Oh, look at this. All right, so while Kieran watches the replay, yeah. so oh, I mean, the Bears, the Bears have no, they have no stake in the Mitch Trubisky game anymore, honestly. Really? And with the, and with the division that's. It really isn't that great. I mean, if you think about it, I don't really think Green Bay is that great. And Minnesota's going to take Minnesota's going to take a step back this year, too. Oh no, there's no doubt. Kieran's high on the Lions in that division. And the, the Lions, Lions, no. So the Lions are a team that's going to get better this year. They're going to so win the division. So, so Chicago's got to play the best quarterback. 
But let's be honest with you. Who who are those quarterbacks throwing the ball to? Like who who are we throwing the ball you to? Got Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Is Cohen? Are we going to be like who who are we throwing who are we throwing the ball to? You can. Uh, they they like that wood. They get the kid from Notre Dame. Right. Uh, they, could, they could let Rex Grossman be the quarterback again. <laughs> and it's still not going to make a huge difference with their off. They're still going to rely on that defense, you know, to, to, to win games. For them. I mean, that's but, what's going to keep them close. Correct. And, but now when guys with like Eddie Goldman, there's some of the guys not that, that aren't playing, like, I mean, that, that hurts them. And that defense, I think is a shell of themselves from two years ago. They've let a lot of those pieces, just like good pieces. Like, and I'm not like just patting the Packers on the back. But we're like Adrian Amos, for example, the secondary, mm-hmm. right? Callahan in the slot. Like they, they've let some guys go. Their whole linebacking core is gone. Oakland yep. basically plucked it up. Yeah, so I'm, little, I'm really glad you brought up the Penn State guy, Karen, because I know you're just a huge Penn State fan. I'm really I, glad. I dropped the hate. I see. He's great. I actually have dropped the hate. I I'm so it. jaded now it. as a fan that I I just feel that it, there's no need to, to hate as much anymore. And I see, I thought you were going to bring up some Temple guy and be like, "Yep, see, I know." But Adrian Amos, I'm proud of you, man. He's great. You're getting yeah. there. You're getting there. So I I mean, but right, I mean, you look at I don't know this that division is. It's gonna to be tough. It, I, yeah, I think everyone's gonna be beating up on each other this year a lot more. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be tricky, but I, I agree with you. I, I think to that point, you don't. Here's here's the thought. I think a lot of people are like, well, why didn't they go get Cam Newton or wait around? They they went out and got Nick Foles. Right. Like they, that was their guy, and like quote unquote. Right. How, How old so, is Nick Foles now? Like early thirties. Yeah. Well, Alexa, how old is Nick Foles? Nick Foles is 31 years old. Okay. Look at that. Because I was just about to say, is that a long-term solution? But, I mean, 31, it can it, it can be maybe for a couple of years, several years. Yeah. But yeah, maybe. Well, to, speaking speaking of uh, old, old NFC quarterbacks, let's let's talk about one that's, uh, that's new. And speaking of quarterbacks, right? So, Dwayne Haskins named the starter for the Redskins. Uh, what do we what do we feel here? Right? Like, what – I mean, I'll, I'll turn to both of you guys as NFC East fans – um, I don't think it's a shocker. I mean, there's been some little bit of chatter, right? That Alex Smith, which that did you see that documentary E60? Yeah, wasn't it great? It was great. I became an Alex Smith fan. You know, yeah, I've been trying to get Zach to watch yeah, it. I haven't watched it yet. It's tough. It's a tough watch, though. That's I mean, if you have ESPN yeah. Plus too, just throw it on. It's a tough watch, but you know, you become a, a fan of his, and I don't know if he's ever going to really play in a, a meaningful game again. But you're. Yeah. Really- and I'll tell you, I saw this point in the chat about Mitch Trubisky too. I want to throw in there real quick uh, that I thought was really good. Is there? Does he have some type of an edge, though, Frank? Because he knows the system, and there was no preseason games or any of that. Or you think, they, like, if anything, now nah, it's it's a wrap for him. <laughs> not, you know, they might start him, but it's not. He won't be a long term. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I think I think he'll start, but it's going to be a short leash. Like, if he looks awful week one, he's done. Yep. You know, it's going to be a game by game basis. I think. I think they're going to try to, but the, but then to that point, why would they pick up Nick Foles' contract if they didn't plan on having him? Be be the guy so, exactly. Tough. Yeah. Um. But, but looking at Haskins, are you, are you guys nervous about him starting? Do you think there's something like something there or no? No. Not nervous I, at all. Try to ask. How long until how long until Kyle Allen's starting there? Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. honestly, like I four mean, and a half why, weeks. Why did why did they bring in Kyle Allen? Like, exactly. why did Con Rivera bring him in just to like hang out on the bench? I don't think so. He, he he's playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too worried. I mean, I think I think starting Haskins was like the move that he had to make because Haskins was in there already, and and he, Rivera wants to give him a chance, you know, and see see what happens there if he can groom him and coach him up a little bit. So, 
who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be better, but I, I don't really see it. We've seen the success stories out of Ohio state in the quarterback position. So it's uh yeah. I mean, I, when you look at Washington, Washington, they're destined to finish last in the division. I mean, if, if you, if you look at you them, think so? I mean, yeah, I do. I really do. I think the giants will be a little bit better this year. I really do. I think I do too. the Redskins are, are pretty inept on offense. I mean, that offensive line, Yeah. I mean, Losing, I mean, the Trent Williams situation was really bad for them. And even though he wasn't there last year, whatever, I mean, they had still haven't replaced him. It's not, it's not like, oh yeah, then they traded Trent Williams and got a guy to like. No, <laughs> the offensive line is still not that great, and you still have quarterbacks that aren't that great there. And in a division where Dallas, the Eagles, and the Gi- Giants are going to be better than. All right, let's go. Oh my, two nothing. Here we go. Oh man. Yeah, um, I, I can't believe – so, yeah, speaking about Washington, I mean, how many offensive weapons do they have? Scary Terry? Right, that's it. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> and really Adrian, Peterson. Oh, Adrian Peterson. Hey, Adrian Peterson. But you know what? All their fans are going to get excited because that video of Chase Young tackling yeah. Adrian Peterson the other day. I'm right, like, exactly. I, I can't believe they – I was telling Kieran, I think the Washington football team would have been better off to uh, – to try to get that to get a uh, Leonard Fournette, and I can't believe they didn't make a move. I feel like that would have been a perfect spot for him because he'd be the lead guy. Oh, and that is the typical Daniel Snyder move, right? If you have watched the Redskins over over time, any guy who was a high draft pick who has any life left of him in the NFL, they're signing him. I mean, this has happened forever. <laughs> Adrian I mean, look Peterson. at look at they got look at all the guys over over time they've signed. You know, Josh Norman. Like yeah. they, they, they think about all. I mean, you know, Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> all, those, yeah. all those signings, like those guys could, couldn't do anything. So, I mean, they, Daniel Snyder, I was kind of surprised, but I guess he felt like he already had Adrian Peterson, so that was enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They're, they're a weird team. See, I feel like they might have some pop this year. Their defense isn't that bad. Well, their def- their defensive line is not bad. And, like, Ryan Kerrigan's on year, like, 35 on that roster. Yeah. I mean, like, he's been around literally forever. So, I mean, I I'm waiting for him to leave because as an Eagles fan – uh, he kills the Eagles, so I mean, I'm ready for him to go. <laughs> I, I think the Wash- Washington is like the comparable to the Bears, probably, except minus the quarterback controversy, if you will. I think they're the same. The defense will carry them or keep them in games, and then the offense is just gonna. But. Yep. Well, to looking, so uh, it's funny. I, I'm looking. We got one week to go for Sunday night football. That's fun stuff. Sunday yeah. night football. Let us know on Twitter today. That's fun stuff. We're, I mean, here we are. One week until so, Sunday night. Is that what you just said? Yeah, or whatever. Sorry. I mean, Sunday I know the pandemic's been tough, but it, today, today is Thursday. I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained with the Flyers up 2 nothing, and, and the fact that we have football with a possibly empty Arrowhead Stadium with, I guess, like, they'll have a couple fans there. But still, like, it's weird. I mean, but all right, let's look at that game. How excited are you to have it back? I mean, yeah. it'll, be, it'll, it'll be fun to have something on TV other than, you know, it, 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 it's fun to have football back. It's not going to be the same as it was, but it's always good to have. I mean, especially when you have, you have Patrick Mahomes playing. I mean, you can put Patrick Mahomes out at Kerr Park, and I'm going to go watch him throw a football. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's what, you know, let he me know. He is that good. And I'll, and I'll watch him play. So. I feel yeah. he would have been the kid we all would have won in, in the Olympics at camp. Oh, like, yeah. Every event, yeah. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is in it. Yeah. Like, oh, Pat, you want to do, like, the the, the, the hula hoop thing? Because you just would have, like, the the, the, the strength. Hey, relax, relax. That, that was my thing. That was, the, that was the only one thing I could do in the Olympics. Really? <laughs> the hula hoop is my game. 
Don't put Patrick Mahomes in that game. Let him <laughs> let him play like soccer or something. He like can that. beat me in the basketball. He'll shooting do the Iron thing. Man. Like I always lost he everything. Do the Iron Man, right? Yeah. He can do the Iron Man. Oh exactly. my God! Yeah. Oh, we're we're living that. Yeah. Um. All right. I th- I'm excited though. Uh, the amount of talent that's going to be on the field that Thursday night. I mean, I think it's going to be a one-sided game. You know, hopefully it's not, but I think it's going to be one-sided. But just the amount of talent both teams have, it's going to be pretty – it's going to be great to watch. No offense, Karen. I think it's more talent than last year with the Packers and Bears on the field. But Sorry. Sorry. That's not on your side. On the we Bears. won the game. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. hey, we won the game. 10-3. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. But I'll say, so speaking of the Chiefs, right, obviously they won the Super Bowl last year. They're very highly uh, touted to win it, you know, possibly run it back this year. But – in a sense, their run, I feel like – and it's funny because we always do our little three random teams that we pick and talk about. And by the way, it's something I just think you master in the chat. We'd love to hear from you too. That's Lauren. Um, so, yeah, we got, we got the whole squad going tonight. Um, but I'll tell you, so I look at the Ravens, and it's almost like what they've done in the playoffs or lack thereof the last two years. Between that and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, everyone's kind of like, yeah, yeah, the Ravens, yeah. But, right, I mean, they're a good team. they got good defense. Like, they're, they're sound. Got Patrick Queen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just concerned about their I'm not concerned about Lamar Jackson, but I'm still concerned about the ref the weapons around him at wide receiver. I'm still, I'm still there. Hollywood Brown, like deep. Willie Sneed. <laughs> oh, yeah, Willie Sneed. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I mean he he's really he, got they they don't they they got they drafted Devin Duvernay. De, Devin Duvernay is extremely you know, he played one year at wide receiver at Texas. I mean he's a converted running back. Yeah. I mean, so they're still gonna rely heavily on the Mark Ingrams and the Lamar Jacksons and the tight end, you know, Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Right. They're going to rely heavily on them, but like, and that's still not going to stretch the field enough and not saying that they're going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson because they'll still make plays. They may not score 35, 42 points. They may score 28 points and their defense is a defense that is, is on the down. They're, they're, they're on the downfall too. I think, I mean, Earl Thomas, he's people say, okay, Earl Thomas is gone. He's still a great player. I mean, it's tough to replace him. Yeah, yeah. And, they, they did draft uh, J.K. Dobbins too, at running yeah. back. So it just adds to that running back uh, committee. Um, yeah, it does solid, but uh, I'll tell you. And you were high a little bit on the the Vikings earlier, right? We'll stick with the purple uniforms. So all right. So you said you think the Packers take a step back. So let's look at the Vikings, right? Obviously, they got Ngakwe uh, recently, and people seem to be pretty. Opt- I feel like it was fine. I feel like I was repping them a little bit earlier. I was saying I feel like every year everyone's just high on them for whatever reason. It's like, oh well, the Vikings will be good. It's like why. Why? Why is it every year that they're going to be good? Um, but all right, to that point, like, what what do we think of this team, right? Because I, I they're I look at them like the Sixers. They have a lot of talent. They just are very inconsistent in putting it together in games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, go for it, Zach. No, you're, no, you're good. I was to say losing Diggs is obviously a, a big blow to their all, offense. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, by the way, gone too, obviously. Um, you know, Adam Thielen. I don't know if he's really made to be the number one receiver there i mean drafting justin jefferson should help that should be a good pickup but it's still a big question mark we don't really know what to expect there but i think signing y- or trading for yannick i mean I'm, I'm pretty high on yannick here and i know you're kind of iffy i'd say but oh well, i wouldn't say it was iffy. I, I'll, I'll clarify real quick yeah. for you frank I, I was saying on the show earlier that i feel like their defense is just so good their scheme is so good in general that like you could put like jokingly you could put one of us in there and there's st- we're still going to cause problems yeah, yeah. so Dude, Jacksonville? Just, You're talking Jacksonville? Or? No, well, I was saying with, with the Vikings, now they got in great. He's a great player, but I'm saying, like, I was already just nervous about their pass rush anyway. Like, it's not yeah. like this is just like, okay, it's you tell me it's good. It's like the Bears a little bit getting Cleo Mack. True. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, with Minnesota already with Barr and Hunter, and now you add Ngakwe. But the, the thing is, is what Zach said with Stephon Diggs. 
Now you got to wonder how Stefan Di- losing Stefan Dix is how will that play with them? Now it's he's a talent that's gone, but was he a little bit of a was he a little bit of an instigator last year? Like mm-hmm. did he throw the team off a little bit? I mean, they, they they definitely were not. They definitely should have been better last year. There's no doubt the Vikings should have been better. And I agree, Thielen is not a, he's not a number one. He's not a true number one either. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure on Jefferson to really impact the team this year. So we'll see. The wide receivers are cute for them because Kirk Cousins, I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins guy, but he can win you some games. I mean, he's, he, he, he's, not, he's not bad, but he's, he's not going he, to take you over the top. He needs pieces around him. Right. And what's going on with Dalvin Cook? I mean, I think he's all squared away with the whole contract negotiations. Is that blown over? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of – once the season starts, he's going to play. I mean, yeah. I don't get the vibe from him that it's going to be like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, we're going to be hanging out in Mexico and like maybe yeah. I'll come back if I'm needed and stuff yeah. like that. But he'll, he'll play. I mean, he, he, was, he was excellent last year. And the fact that he he's a threat out of the backfield too for, for Cousins, they might get the running backs involved more through the pass game this year without Stephon Diggs. I can see that. And I think the reason why he fell in line so quickly is because he knows that Alexander Madison can also handle the workload. Mm-hmm. It's like fine, yeah. yeah. We don't need you. He loses his job pretty quick. Exactly. So it's like what you're so close to getting paid. Why not go off this year and try to make that coin back? So then it's like either then you at least have the 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 luxury to do that. But I, I think those guys are just playing a game they can't win because the Vikings are still going to look at it like we'll pay you up until a certain amount. Right. I mean, most of these running backs. I mean, the running back shelf life is so short. You got to play. It's like you yeah. have to max it out. In those five years, you can't expect a big deal. I mean, only a few of them are getting it now. Like Ezekiel Elliott, Barkley will get the deal when it comes up. You know, those kind of guys. But yeah, and Derek Henry got his deal. I mean, but there, there's more guys like, you know, like the, the run of the mill. Like, there's no guarantee that the Miles Sanders of the world get a gigantic deal when he becomes a free agent. You know, Even like Aaron Jones will be a free agent next year. Right. Like, look at Devontae Freeman. Like, look at how his shelf life just totally fell off. And he was getting greedy and waiting for the money and stuff like that. And he found out that's not there. Le'Veon He's still Bell. free agent. Right. Exactly. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a. Uh... Hey, who wouldn't want to play for the Jets? I mean, let's, right? let's be honest. If you're going to get paid, you get to hang out with Adam Gaze. I mean, there's much worse things in, in life than that. That's it's true. Yeah. Like playing for the Raiders. No. <laughs> um, hey, I don't know. Hey, yeah, are you? Right, let me get to them. Are you? You feeling good about them? The Raiders. I don't. I actually. Oh, I like Gruden. And I'm pulling for Mayock because I love them on air. He's a local guy, so I want him to do well. Um, and I have a weird. I I like Derek Carr, which I don't know why. Maybe it's. I I don't know. I I think he's actually not too bad. And Henry Ruggs is going to have a gigantic year. There, there's no doubt that that's coming. You pair him with Jacobs. You know, they actually have some pieces there. Zay Jones. Yeah, they signed half of Dallas's team. So, at, at worst, <laughs> it'll be, like, average. Like, let's think about it. Like, what, Jason Witten, like, he's still good for, like, 50 catches this year, right? Like, I mean, like, come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> TDs, he'll, he'll help you. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. The problem for them is that the divisions is brutal. It's true. The division is brutal, but the casinos are open. So when the teams travel, maybe they can throw them off and let them go hang out of the casino. There you go, right? There you go. Well, you know, it's interesting. We saw a betting stat about – ah! We saw a betting stat. The Islanders got one back. We saw a betting stat that teams, the game after they would play the Vegas Golden Knights, they would almost always lose. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like pretty wild. <laughs> I believe it. Um, all right, but I'll tell you. So let's uh, – you want to do a little fantasy chatter? 
Let's get into it a little bit. Still, it's good. Um, all right, so I made a little bracket, put it together, oh but I'll just talk it out for everybody. By the way, Bill's designed the chat for you, Frank. Get the whole oh, CFS crew together. There we go. Um, so looking uh, at this, so I, I made a little bracket of 16. I, I cut the league in half, and I took 16 teams that are basically somewhat of a running back by committee. Now, we'll have to move fast, obviously, because we only have 18 minutes left to go on the show. So I'm going to kind of work quickly through these and we'll, I'll just basically throw two teams at you. And from a fantasy perspective, the general idea is go near them for, so for example, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, like two years ago, right? If you had either one of them, you were getting points. It didn't matter because they're always, everyone was getting their touches. Everyone was getting their points, right? Then you have other circumstances like the Redskins or Washington or whatever, right? Back like right where you have Adrian Peterson, you have Chris Thompson, you have all this, but no one, no one's actually doing anything fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'll pull it up again. So we'll start with the first one. It's ironic. And I, I swear when I did this, I just tried to align the AFC and NFC and I did not like do some of the scoopy stuff on purpose, but Bucks and Pat. So Tom Brady's former team, uh, you know, so, I mean, obviously they got Fournette. So we got, we talked about this. They basically have four running backs, but so are the Patriots. So the, yeah. The Patriots yeah. are pretty stacked there too. If you had to pick, which which of those two situations would you in, maybe dabble in more of the fantasy circuits? So you're saying like you would draft one of their players? And yeah, still like be so. Fine so you have a friend that says like I'm thinking of looking at a couple of these Patriot uh, running backs, or I'm thinking of a uh, um, a couple people uh, that might be on the Bucks, like right, like like which wouldn't you suggest be like yeah, I mean like th- these guys all might get some points, kind of a thing. Like it, there, there's fantasy points to be had there. Yeah, my vote would be for the Bucks probably. My vote would be for New England. Okay. I love James White in PPR. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good he, point. he's a PPR monster. And I got sucked into drafting Sony Michelle last year, who'd have like two horrible weeks than like one amazing week. Yeah. But I feel like New England now with Newton. And they have Lamar Miller, too. Gonna, right. And they have Lamar Miller, who's going to stretch the field. Because Brady was. I mean, the offense was totally different last year. Mm-hmm. New England's going to try to stretch the field a bit more. Might give Sony Michelle a little bit more room to run. So, and I, I love. I love James White in all PPR leagues. So if I had to pick, it'd be New England. Yeah, I'm going to go with New England too because I like the right, one a little bit. All right, we'll move them on. All right, both LA teams, Rams and Chargers, right? Everyone's talking about Eckler and Justin Jackson and all that. And then obviously the Rams, you have Henderson and Cam, you know, Cam Akers is supposedly this name that everyone's been enjoying throwing around these like fantasy sleeper articles. Uh, which one would you rather look at? Frank, you go first. Chargers. Yeah, not, not even close. Hands down, not even yeah. Not even close. Yeah. All right. Let's go Colts Lions. Uh, I am all, I'm all over the Jonathan Taylor train. Yeah, I think I, the think Colts I am too. Are, I'm I think all the Colts over. could make a serious run this year. Especially if especially if you're not in a league where fumbles are negatives. Yeah, and their line is the best Taylor in football. Train. They hands down have the best offensive line in football, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Taylor is very sneaky. I mean, people think he's just gonna be they think of me, Ron Dane, all over again. You know, just ball, just you know, bowling ball on it through. Now, he, he's he's quick. He, he's 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 prime for a huge, huge. Yeah. And you're right. Carry on doesn't really do it for me. And DeAndre Swift, like I like that pick, but there, I think that it says something about the Chiefs taking um, Clyde. Uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So all right. he's gonna be a beast. Yep. Let's. This one's a layup. Seahawks and Jacksonville. <laughs> 
Oh God. <laughs> yeah, like Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson in Seattle. You obviously got like you know, Armstead. Yeah, t- I, there's a total shout out there. I think we're going going Seattle on this one. Yeah, I go yeah. Seattle. Chris Carson's a sneaky. He's a he sneaky is. fancy player. Yeah, he'll, he throw, tried, he'll get like ten touchdowns every year. Yeah. He will every year. I like he's one of those guys that like you see on the waiver wire like week eight, and then you like pick him up, and all of a sudden he's starting for you in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Strange. One of those things. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. Flipping to the other side. So we got Packers and Ravens. So I put the Packers in there because oh, you got AJ Dillon, you got Jamal Williams, you got uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, and then the Ravens, right? They got Dobbins and they got Mark Ingram. Wow, that's tough. I, love, that's I like I like AJ Dillon a ton. Yeah, Dude. I love AJ Dillon. I do. Oh, I really like him. Yeah, he's he's really good. So, he's gonna be their guy next year, I think, Karen, because they're not gonna resign Jones or, or Williams to that big deal. I agree. Oh my God, he's Dillon gonna be the guy got a, Dillon got a ton of carries at BC. Yep, like, man. That's it. And BC had a good offensive line, but still, he was going against the top notch competition in the ACC where BC had no quarterback and no wide receivers, and he was still putting up big numbers. Yeah. Right. He rushed for over 1,500 yards last year. He did. I, yeah, I, would, I, think lean, he I would lean towards, God, you know what? It's tough. So I would end up going Baltimore, but if I had to pick one guy as it's like a sleeper, I mean, Mark Ingram might put up the most points, but mm-hmm. AJ Dillon's good. Yeah, I, I think I go Baltimore as well, just because both Let's Ingram, just both Ingram, he puts up a lot of points. I think Dobbins will put up points See, too. I, so. I can't tell what Dobbins is going to do. See, I actually don't think AJ Dillon's going to put up that many points this this year. I think they're going to kind of put him to the shelf a little bit for almost for a year, probably just to kind of learn and almost get your body right after all those touches at BC. I, I think Jamal Williams is going to get some touches. As a Packers fan, they love playing their rookie running backs. I so think they, they use their rookie running backs and they just max them out. And then three years later, you're like, my God, what happened to Eddie Lacy? I, I think Jamal <laughs> Williams is going to get some touches this year. Yeah. That's, that's my prediction. Um, all right. But I'll tell you, Bears and Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. Melvin and Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then let's go Falcons, Jets. So the Jets is Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. That's and right. Falcons is what Todd Gurley and Edo Smith. Wow, that's <laughs> that's an all star matchup there. That's, that, that's like teams like fifteen and sixteen in your bracket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they got a first round matchup. <laughs> yeah, whoever they're playing in the second round, they're losing. <laughs> that's. I, I think I'm gonna just. I think it's a lose lose situation. But for me, I'll roll. Could, I'll roll Jets. I me agree too. because me I don't too. think I don't think Todd Gurley's guy has anything left. I don't think he has anything I'm left. So nervous I'm with about you. Gurley. Yeah. Frank Gore's on year like 25. He's probably still going to put up like 600 up, yards. Yeah, he'll put up like eight touchdowns, 600. Oh yards. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, then last one we got Washington and the Bills. So the Bills, you got Singletary and uh, yeah. Zach Moss, Moss, and then we got Washington's just Adrian Peterson, basically Bryce yeah. Love and. Antonio Gibson oh, is that Antonio, it? Antonio Gibson? Yeah. Gibson. So Buffalo, just by the yeah, I'm yeah. thinking Buffalo. All right, let's rip, we'll rip it through that. All right, so we got New England and the Chargers. Oh man, this is a tough one, man. I like the Chargers to be honest. I, I was gonna say Chargers as well, but it's tough. I was, but and that's if Philip Rivers was my quarterback because he would have been throwing to Eckler the whole time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But New England, I don't. New England has more depth. But, like four, also, but in fantasy, that's bad, though. But in fantasy, yeah. that's bad. See, so I'll go with the Chargers. Yeah, let's yeah. do the Chargers. Yeah. All right, and then Colts and Seattle. That's actually kind of a fun one. I'm going Colts, oh. though. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the Colts pretty hard. I mean, Marlon yeah. Max, they're, they're second guy, too. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, and then we got – okay, so Baltimore and the Broncos. Baltimore. Damn. Probably Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not really big on the Melvin Gordon stuff. I don't know what Melvin Gordon's going to do there. I don't know what he's going to do. Their with. offensive line is not that good. No, and no. Sherman is the offensive coordinator, so. <laughs> right. And then we got – all right, so we got Jets and Buffalo, a little AFC East matchup. Oh, my goodness. Like I guess Buffalo. The, Buffalo, I don't know. I think maybe the Jets. <laughs> Muscle, I mean, Buffalo. Zach, I don't know. Singletary, I don't know. I don't – I I think the Jets could be the, could be the winner. Yeah, I think right. so. Too. I'm not feeling confident, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. final four, we got Chargers, Colts. I'm Colts. I'm Colts. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. But they then, got Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Opposite, the effect, opposite effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to throw it to Taylor and, you know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. The Colts. And then Jets and Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore. yeah. yeah. So which one of the – so, hey, you got the Baltimore Colts. Colts. I'm Colts. <laughs> I have to go Colts if I have Yeah, to- I think so, too. With that line, that's actually kind of what I was thinking when we went through. It's like you – you can't go wrong drafting because it's one of those things, like I said, we could score touchdowns if that line's that good, right? So it's like it's a good, smart investment. Yeah. Yeah. Colts. Yeah. That was yeah. good stuff. Was that was that the championship? That was. It was. Yeah, yeah kind of wrapped that up pretty quickly there for okay. you. Okay. Um, all right. But I'll tell you. So looking at this, so we got – Oh, we got ten minutes left. Let's look at uh, let's look at some. We were talking about this earlier in the week, Zach. Some underappreciated athletes, right? So I'll let you. You kind of got this this ball rolling. So I want to kind of defer to you if you want to kick it off. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, yeah, it was was it yesterday? I think I sent you that that picture yeah. of. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's actually so it's a mix of an underappreciated athlete and an athlete that has just an, an insane stat that I don't think anyone really realizes. Kind of going with the underappreciated thing. So Tony Gwen. Could make an out in his next 1,182 at bats, like straight. He could strike out even if he wanted to every time, and still be a career 300 hitter. Like that's how that's how great of a hitter he was. I mean, you know, I think he kind of gets lost because out of his 20 years, the most home runs he ever hit in a season was like 17, and he only he only had 100, well, yeah, 135 home runs in his, in 20 years career. So I think he gets lost like in that crowd of people. So, uh, yeah, I just think extremely under, underappreciated. I mean, he never won a World Series. That's another thing that would have probably brought a lot more attention. I mean, he's obviously a Hall of Famer, but um, from, like, a general fan perspective, I think – I know for me, like, when I think of Tony Gwynn, I don't really give it too much of a second thought. So, yeah, I think that stat just blew, blew me away. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like – because, Frank, you're a little bit older than us. Like, I, I, I remember him – yeah, I mean, I remember him playing. No, he was a great player. I mean, excellent yeah. hitter. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually remember Tony Gwynn Jr. more than Tony Gwynn. So. Yeah. But it, it, it's pretty It's pretty crazy. He won the um, the NL batting championship, you know, from 1984 to 87. And then he did it again in 1997. So, like, his consistency throughout his whole career was insane. And that's one thing that's, like, you don't really see that that much anymore. I mean. You know, like Albert Poles, for example, he's had a great career, but you don't see him really lighten up the stat sheets as much now. No. Yeah. Whereas, like, this guy, for example, Gwen, longevity, for sure. Well, so I'll, I'll keep it in the baseball circuits for you, too. I feel bad, actually, with the like, heavy heart stance. Tom Seaver passing away, but I didn't realize, like, how good he was. Mm-hmm. Um, right? I mean, you look at his career ERA, right, 286. Wow. 300, 231 complete games. I mean, that's – pretty that's pretty ridiculous uh yeah i mean so and then eight this is their thing he had eight straight complete games um on the way for the that's when the nl east uh back in 69 
Uh, you know, yeah, you don't hear that. No, it's one of those guys. He's one of those guys you hear like, "Oh, Tom Seaver, I heard he was pretty good." But right, you don't like know why. You just mm-hmm. know he's oh, he was good. Yeah, How, was yeah. he a, a lifelong player for the Mets, or did he bounce around? I think he was Alexa. Lifelong. Which team did Tom Seaver play for? The teams that Tom Seaver is a player for are Cincinnati Reds, right. Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, and Chicago White Sox. Okay, so he did bounce around yeah. a little bit. Well, for him, not that no. really matters, but still, yeah, no. But you know, it's it's, it's almost like a sports lineup we have this weekend. So you guys ready for a little college football? Yeah, kind of. Underappreciated flyer, Kieran. Oh yeah, my bad. I'm, I'm I'm losing. This is what happens at the end of the last ten minutes on a Thursday. Okay, I'm know. just like the flyers are on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. So my underappreciated player, I'm going back to hoops. I think Jalen Brunson is the most underappreciated Big Five player of all time. Really. He won two national. Think about this. He won two national championships at Villanova, and I argue that if they gave the ball to Jalen Brunson instead of Josh Hart against Wisconsin, Villanova wins three national championships in a row. That team was primed to win another one, and Jalen Brunson, as the point guard, controlled the whole game as a freshman. Even though Archie Jackson had the ball a lot, Brunson still was the man in that. And his junior year, Brunson controlled everything as well. So, in my opinion. They built up easily could have won three in a row. And it was because of, of Jalen Brunson. That's why. He was really wow. good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was really good. And even in the NBA, he's underappreciated. I mean, not to the same extent, but he's a darn good, solid 10 to 12 year NBA backup. He's going to be there for Dallas. He is. He's going with Luca and them. He'll be Luca's backup for as long as he can until he'll get a contract with somebody else that'll pull him away and he'll make a lot of money. But he, at worst, is going to be a good backup point guard for a long time. Yeah, I, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Do you want to? You guys ready for the weekend ahead? Sure. Uh, we, got the, we got the Derby too. Yeah, yeah. I was messing. We got some pony picks in there too. We got to get to. Uh, I'll tell you. So I'll pull up the college football schedule real quick. Um, nothing really screaming that we're loving. Uh, but all right, we got. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, I'm pulling for the that, Army let's game. Talk, let's talk about that, Nate. Let's talk about that uh, BYU game. Come That's on. gonna be fun on Monday. Yeah, BYU Navy. Yeah, that seems like the first like real game, if you will. Nothing gets me nothing gets me pumped up for college football more than triple option. So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Let's, let's get that going. I want to see Ken Niamatololo run it right down BYU's throat. Yep, that's, that's gonna be a run ball. Too. That's what I want to see. That, yep. that, those are just two gritty running football teams going at it. That's right. And I always have high hopes for BYU. Like the next like Steve Youngs out there. Like I was all pumped for like Jake Heaps. And Taysom Hill. I was about to say Taysom and then, Hill. And inevitably, they end up like seven and five, and in some bowl at the end of December that's on after Temple plays. So, like, I don't, you know what I mean? So, my hopes are irrationally high for another BYU season. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Temple's trying to schedule them. Well, yeah, Temple's going to need teams because they're probably going to, you know, BYU is going to be one of the teams that's traveling. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is it what they're independent, right? They're independent, exactly. Yeah. But uh, all right, Zach, you're pumped for the ponies though this weekend, right? I am. And uh, the, the chat actually gave us a, uh, a pick, one of their picks as well. They say they're saying tis the law. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Always our number one fan throwing out some picks, so that, which is a good one. I mean, oh, I love that. They're the favorite, right? So they, they were three to five, I think. Yeah. Lines, which isn't the most enticing to, for what to want to bet them. But I mean, I kind of like uh, NY traffic. That's my pick. Because there's all you can always the there's always there? traffic. He's like twenty to one. Twenty to one. Wait, twenty to one. Yep. There you go. Hey, it pay it would pay out, right? Yeah, it would pay out well, man. Do fun. a little do a little win place or show action on. Woo! Uh, that'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> what about you guys? So 
I look at uh, I look at the trainer. I mean, not to be you know. Yeah. He'll actually give analysis, Frank. I just pick like a. No, I'm all about what exactly what Zach was saying. I'm all about the trainer when it comes <laughs> to all these races, to be honest with you. Really? So, so, where's Bob Baffert at? That's um, exactly who it is. he's doing, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> Number 18, authentic. That's a Bob Baffert trained horse and uh, the jockey. So, Frank, I don't know if you knew this, but I used to be a degenerate and would bet on horses like off track at like two o'clock on like a Tuesday. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, whether it could be way to music. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> That didn't very that didn't last too long, needless to say. And uh, John Velasquez is the is the jockey for Bob Baffert's horse. And yep. uh, John Velasquez, he's not Mike Smith, but he's a he's good, uh, that's a name. That's a name. Exactly. It's a, he's a good one. So he's he's a veteran. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I'm taking and he's eight to one, eight to one odds. I mean that's that's a nice nice payout. So yeah, I like that. In my opinion. He's, like, he's the 18th though, so he starts all the way in the outside, so he might have to work a little bit harder. It's good. It, it's weird talking about Labor Day and the Kentucky Derby. I mean, we're, it's we're gonna, gonna have these sports in three months. And we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the Masters on a weekend with NFL with yeah, the Flyers can hang like, in there. We might force a game seven over the Memorial or uh, Labor Day weekend. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, what it's, a world we're living in. It's different, that's for sure. Awesome. Also, we give uh before everyone jumps off, we'll uh for anyone that's new to the show. Uh, if you want to follow or subscribe, just click the heart to the left. Uh, that's free. And then if also it's free, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to our channel uh, to the button to the right there. A little video we're showing right now. Um, and then uh, check out our social media as well on Spotify and iTunes. You can check out all the audio episodes. Um, and be sure to check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Zach does a, a great job doing all the social media stuff for us. And then if you are listening to the audio episodes, check us out on Twitch like we're doing right now live um, at twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetrack. And then make sure you check us out on our website as well, www.get-sidetrack.com. Look at that. That was quick. Right there, you know, try to wrap it up here for a little weekend. But Frank, this is a lot of fun to have you. Know, we got to get you all more and like get some more chatter going, especially when the Sixers, you know, maybe start doing some positive things. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all for all you know all the sports. You know, there's, what else am I doing? Yeah, right. Well, you know, maybe next time we're gonna talk about sports, Kieran. That's all. That's all that's out there. Right. We'll now. get soccer next time. Just no ways we get ahead. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm Mr. Soccer. So I mean, <laughs> just let me know what you need me to do, and I can talk about all the MLS, UEFA, Euro, you know, Euro League, Bundesliga. You want me to talk about all about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank everyone for listening. So, are we gonna be on this? Show? I don't know. Are we doing a Labor Day show? We'll talk about. It. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out, and then and but if not, we'll be back on on Tuesday. Uh, and the great Cole Plunkett's gonna be joining us. Zach, I didn't tell you our college, our our SEC uh, extraordinaire is gonna be jumping on with us to break down some, some football. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So Frank, this is fun. It's like the old times. It was great. It was, yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Well, thank everyone for listening. So we'll check everyone out again next week uh, right here in the living room. So we hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend and uh, we'll see everyone next week.